Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 39 of your favorite wrestling podcast. It is Snapbacks and Beards. I am your host, that wrestling guy, TWG1991, a.k.a. Stu Matos, and I am joined as always, by the undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. Johnny, how are we doing? Here to steer, that's what. <laughs> that, is, that is what we love to hear. <laughs> love to hear it. I'm all good. And, <laughs> great news. And as always, Jay E. Talk. Jay, how are we doing? That's a better introduction. Uh, yeah, I'm all good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> yeah. All good. All fun and games on a Monday night. It's what we love. It's J. It's J. Freaking so, E. I think we've uh, we've talked about this. J. Freaking E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that I, I think we need a video about that. <coughs> mm, so definitely, fellas, we have a PLE to discuss and to break down. So we will jump straight into talking about it as Jay would say, and this match, or this PLE, should I say, opened up with Cody Rhodes and Jay Usos defeating the Judgment Day for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships in, uh, I don't want to say a shocking turn of events, because I wouldn't necessarily say it was a shock, but when we mm. predicted this, we didn't even... A question or didn't even factor that the, that the judgment day would not come out of a match with their with the tag team titles this close um johnny what did you think of this match i've got to be honest i um kind of skipped to the end because i couldn't be bothered to watch because i'm like I, I just didn't have any interest in this match but i skipped to like the last five minutes because i just i thought well out of all the matches on the card i'm just not bothered by this one and then maybe I should be because it is, you know, one of the bigger names. But I also was kind of expecting, well, we know who's going to win. And then, of course, they don't, um, which nobody expected. But then also when I think about it more, I'm like, well, Cody Rhodes is in this match. So why am I too, why am I surprised, really? And Jey Uso is, a big, is the biggest baby face on Raw, I'd say, right now. So really... Maybe I shouldn't be too surprised by that. I think I'm just not happy that a real tag team is shafted for a, a makeshift tag team like this one. But we did get a really fun press conference where they were both smashed off their faces. So without this win, <laughs> that wouldn't have happened. So I will say that there was at least that. But um, I do wonder if this was just a, a shock factor and Judgment Day win the titles back at some point. You know, but nobody expected this. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Jay, what was your uh, your thoughts on this? Well, I actually thought this was one of the better matches of the night. Um, second best, uh, to if I was ranking it. Um, I think they hit a phenomenal 1D crossroads. I don't even know what you're going to call that, but I thought that was... So I, I was going to ask about that because I did think that looked very good, yeah, to be fair. That was 
uh, a piece of art. That was lovely. Um, you say not a real tag team, but when Cody goes down to NXT and announces the uh, Dusty Clad uh, Tag Classic and that him and uh, Jay enter and they win it, uh, I think then we'll uh, call them a real tag team. But um, yeah, yeah, they're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna win it. DIY <laughs> will win the Dusty Rhodes Classic. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. Obviously, we now are going to have the tension in the Judgment Day. Damian Priest is obviously not going to want JD McDonough in at all because effe- effectively he cost them the match. You could argue. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with the Judgment Day from here, and if there's ever going to be two good guys, especially Cody Rhodes, that decide, actually, do you know what, let's go and give a set of belts to SmackDown so they've got their tag belts back. Now's probably the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. no, that, that, yeah. that just, does, does make the, sense. Um, I just hope the JD thing doesn't lead to Rhea going, oh, it's all your fault when she saw that he did it by accident, you know, so she knows that it wasn't intentional. I just hope they don't act like, oh, did you do that deliberately when you can clearly see she was watching him as he went to do the move and then he missed it it's not you know he didn't deliberately hit judgment day so i just hope they don't uh, act like we're not supposed to notice that but yeah also also i was thinking as well why like judgment day of hills right <laughs> if if ria because ria was there at ringside with dom and she could mm-hmm. see that Finn was going to get pinned and that he wasn't going to be able to get out from it. Why didn't they just get in and just break up the break it up and then Judgment Day would still have the tag belts? Yeah, that usually happens, doesn't it? Yeah, like, I don't, I, yeah. like they just they just let it happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I feel. Uh, I'd, uh, whether it'll happen as soon as tonight, it probably I uh, it probably won't. But if if we see a combination of JD McDonough and Finn win the tag team titles, that will be the same night that Damian Priest cashes in. It, that that will be when he'll agree. Do it. Absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Just to make and sure I, they're all like shock me if that's done at Crown Jewel. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they do that at Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, as as long as it's but... against Roman, then I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't see it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, um, I'd one... like it to. Um, Just... I'd like them to wait till after Survivor Series if he cashes in on Rollins because. I presume it's Roman Reigns against Rollins at Survivor Series, and I want to see that. I hope so. So, yeah. so. Uh, I think wait yeah. till after. Yeah, if he's going to cash in. Yeah, no, that, that's that makes sense. Um, one just a side tangent, still involving the Judgment Day, but not really involving Fastlane, that I I thought of a little while ago, and it's only because I saw a couple of videos and a couple of clips, and it got me thinking. So, the Judgment Day of the Heel faction, right? And mm-hmm. we're supposed to be booing them all and stuff like that. Last week on Raw, when Rhea... Or the other week, should I say, on Raw, when Rhea returned and went after Nia Jax, 
was that like was her like bombing to the ring and going after Nia a bit of a face thing to do? Like the triumphant face returns after being laid out and goes after the heel that attacked her. Or was that just me? Like I guess it is a bit of a hit, uh, a bit of a face move, but we have. Uh, I guess that they're, they're both heels, though. So someone's mm. got to be the face yeah. heel. I guess. I guess it's like levels to the heel character. Popular. Yeah. I guess it's like levels to the heel character. Like Rhea is a heel, but Nia Jax is a heel that nobody likes. So even the bad guys <laughs> that, don't yeah. like her. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like anybody else here, but you in particular, Naya, like, I just, I can't stand you. <laughs> um, So just go yeah. after her, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair. So swinging back to the match at Fastlane, were we sports entertained by this? Yeah, I was. Um, well, what I saw of it, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I I think just that that one um, D um, finisher amalgamation with Jay and Cody is enough to tip me into being um, sports entertained. So now we will yeah. talk about another match that we um, we predicted wrong: <laughs> the LWO versus the Hurt Profits, and we saw the probably one of the most obvious returns and telegraph returns that we're likely to see this year with Carlito coming back to awful music and only coming back for the last two minutes of the match. But Jay, what did you think of this? And was it, did it hurt the hurt profits not to win this match? Uh, yeah, I think it absolutely did. I can't understand. Well, obviously for Carlito's return, that's why LWI won, but and I've seen now that he is full time back on SmackDown again. Um, but I don't, one, I don't understand why Ray's already made this phone call. What was Carlito doing where he couldn't get there until two minutes before the end of the match? I think they should have just had him come out straight away with them or at least play Ray's music, then play Carlito. You're right, new god awful music. Um, yeah, I think it damages the Hurt Profits massively to have lost their first match together straight out of the like they they want to be this big dominant force whether Bobby Lashley goes away and goes like I need to strengthen the team and gets a couple more people a, a mellow maybe or someone or Cedric Alexander I don't know but um yeah it just th this match kind of was what we probably thought it was going to be like it was it was okay it wasn't anything special. It was great to see Carlito back, but like I say, I would have preferred him to to be there from from the beginning of the match, really. But yeah, it was it was an okay match, but the wrong team won, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Jo uh, Johnny, what did you think? Yeah, again, Carlito's theme song, um, horrible. It's just terrible, and the T-shirt as well isn't particularly nice either. <laughs> like. It's got his name on it with the Puerto Rico flag, I think, and it just looks very last minute put together. It kind of looks like Damien Priest's T-shirt, but with no colour and the name Carlito instead of uh, Damien Priest. So little aesthetic things like that I'm not a fan of. The match itself, I mean, Montez Ford's been the 
you know, people being talking about him being future of WWE and he gets pinned by this guy who's on his return. I guess out of all the people to get pinned and hurt profits, um, Angelo Dawkins is the obvious one. And I guess he can't really do that to the leader of it. So Montez has to be that guy. But, you know, Carlito didn't have to win. He could have easily have been on the losing side, then turn on Ray and go for the United States title straight away. I think that's what they should have just done straight uh, done instead. But they wanted the baby face to win on his return match. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, wrong decision. Yeah, agreed. I don't know. I mean, even if, you know, the LWO come out on SmackDown and then the Hurt Profits come out with um, anyone, you know, Omos or Odyssey Jones or Cedric Alexander or Mello and absolutely run through the LWO, they've still lost their first match on pay-per-view. So mm. that it, it yeah. seems very, very peculiar. I'm not, I'm, I'm not quite sure why they've, why they've gone down that, that route. Um, and I'm actually going to start off by saying I was not sports entertained by this because I just think it fell everything around it for me that would make it sports entertaining kind of fell flat in the sense of the return was obvious and I don't think it was very well done. Um, and I think it hurt the team that is going to be supposed to be strong moving forward, but that's just my view. What do you boys think? Um, yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't sports. I suppose the most sports entertaining moment was uh, Santos Escobar's suicide dive through the middle rope to, right at the end of the match to keep Bobby Lashley away from breaking up. And that was he flew. But, yeah, the speed, uh, the speed yeah. on that was incredible. Like, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, but like you, you've kind of hit the nail on the head. Carlito's return was expected, so a bit underwhelming. But yeah, no, I'm going to say I wasn't. I wasn't sports entertained, and the wrong team lost with. Uh, the team that's going to be there for for the duration, which I assume will be the Hurt Profits, I don't see m- much legs in LWO. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't sports entertained. Yeah, it was very uh, very mid for me as well. I think the Carlito turning up late kind of works with his character of being laid back and cool about it. You know, he's like, "Ah, oh, it's all right. I'll come down when I need to." But that's also a very heel thing to do, being like, "I'll come up. I'll come back on my terms." rather than helping you out as a team. So I just feel like Carlito being a babyface is a very, very temporary thing. I just don't see it being his um, mm-hmm. permanent character. But I think it was just a way of getting him back in. But he shouldn't have won. No, it was a very mid-match. Yeah. So moving on to the Women's Championship triple threat match. EO Sky, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka. And I'm going to come out with it. How good and good is it when someone does something logical, like using the mist really early? Just something nice and simple. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I have got a... Well, I thought it was a mini hot take that we spoke about off-air um, in the chat a little while ago. Apparently, it's not much of a hot take, but we will discuss that shortly. Jay, what did you think of this match? And 
where who is the next in line to face EO? So I don't know who's next in line, but it can't be it can't be Charlotte and it can't be Oscar now. It has to be someone else. Mm. Uh the only person that takes the belt from EO though is Bailey. That that is the only person that does take it. So whether that's EO holding it through to WrestleMania, um, then then fine. But the only person that takes it from him is Bailey. Uh I thought this was a really mid match. Uh I think you've got three incredible talents here and again just didn't do it for me. My highlights are the the missed early on. I enjoyed that. And the over the moon salt whilst Charlotte was doing the figure eight. I thought that was that was quite slick and quite clever as well. But yeah, the match itself, I just feel like it never really got going or got to where it was trying to get to. Um, I guess I'm trying to think of SmackDown talent that could go after EO Sky. I don't know, maybe it's got, it's got to be someone that doesn't win. Um, not, not shitting on any of the females. They're all incredible at what they do. I could never do it. Um, but it's got to be someone that, EO can beat quite comfortably. So maybe uh maybe a Zelina Vega, maybe she wins a qualifying match or something. She's done it before. Mm-hmm. She's fought Rhea for the belt. So yeah, maybe someone like Zelina, but it can't be Charlotte mm-hmm. and it can't be Asuka. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what yeah, did I mean, you think? I, I thought it was um thought it was all right. Uh I don't know if you noticed, but Asuka was tapping out when Yes. EO nail and to me that just signs who's going to be fighting her next because like she was tapping out so Charlotte will say well I should be the champion now because I was having Asuka tap out while you did that move referee didn't see it and you got the win I know Charlotte was the one who got the pinfall there but she will argue that well I mean I should be champion now so I think that especially when you consider what's coming up next with Crown Jewel I feel like She's inevitable, as I always say. And there's a good argument there that she should have won. So, I don't know. I still think it's going to go Is that that because you picked her to win? No, I don't want to, though. (laughs) (laughs) So, when when, when we do crown jewel predictions, Johnny will also be picking Charlotte Flair to win a women's (laughs) championship if she's involved in the match because he cannot pick anyone else. I think that they are starting to notice online the people are not too pleased with the way women's championship is being booked at the moment. If you look at a lot of people on Twitter and stuff, and they will have people who watch, uh, you know, TikTok videos and tweets and stuff about this in their social media. And I think EO Sky, when, when the match started, I was like, ah, EO's going to win, isn't she? Like, she can't, if she lost that match, that would have been the worst women's title run of all time. With for me, without a doubt, because she didn't do anything, so she needed to win this. And I think maybe they are going to start taking her seriously because, again, the kick off online if she doesn't have a decent run with this belt, uh, it's gonna be quite bad because there's a lot of people who like her, your sky, and always said, Oh, she deserves this, and now she's finally got it, so she needs a decent run. So I might not go for Charlotte in the next one if she's the one fighting there because I feel like maybe they are starting to realise actually there's other people who deserve this <laughs> more than her. Other people can wrestle really well. It's uh, yeah, yeah. who would have thought it? So yeah. yeah, I I have to say it, and much like the 
triple threat that EO wasn't involved in, but when she cashed in the money in the bank, it just felt like you've got three really, really talented superstars that it just didn't mesh into a good or really good triple threat for me. Um, And I'm going out on this limb that I spoke about you boys earlier. Charlotte Flair does not do a very good moonsault. She just like not. uh, So, well, let me clarify. Charlotte Flair does a good moonsault from the top rope prone onto somebody in the ring. It's, you know, she's quite tall. It looks quite good. But her moonsault from the top to the outside, I think, is awful. I think she over-rotates and pretty much misses misses her target. Um, obviously, we, we sort of spoke very briefly earlier. She pretty much nearly lands on her feet every time, which is incredibly impressive, but not what she's trying to do. So I don't think it can be like, I don't think it's that great. Um, when you compare that to moonsaults that EO's hit in or Pete Dunne hits or, you know, things like that, Tiffany Stratton, I, I don't think Charlotte's is is very good. But, you know, and then when you have, you know, in you, have, um, you have Corey Graves being like, oh, how graceful. It's like, are you watching the same person? Are you watching yeah. the same match as me? Because it's not. Like, as you say, she over-rotates and lands on her feet. You know, Chad Gable does a very nice moonsault, but he never hits it. He always be, it's always he's that person who the opponent always moves when he does it. Um, as you say, Pete Dunn and I think EO does the best moonsault for me without a doubt. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mm. do agree. But yeah. Charlotte, I mean, I, I give her credit, she's trying to do it and she's done it for years, but she still can't do it yeah. properly. <laughs> so. well, uh, she, she's done that previously, she's done that sort of like corkscrew thing that i think looks so much better like clear i mean it must be even harder and more technical to to do but i just think you she that she does that better than she does the moonsault so um and Mm -hmm. you know don't get me wrong i could uh, i could practice from now till the end of time and i wouldn't be able to hit a moonsault but you know i'm not paid millions to do it so you know (laughs) yes but were we sports entertained, gentlemen? No. <laughs> Not really. See, I, I'm going to say yes for purely for two reasons. EO retained and the early missed. That's, that, that kept me... That, that was enough. That was... Which, I mean... There's a, there's a third reason there as well. Yes. The third reason Charlotte is that one of win. us has to say... No, one of us has to say that we were sports entertained so we don't get cancelled. Um, <laughs> that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I think there have been worse triple threat matches, but yeah. Um, so, John Cena, LA Knight versus the Bloodline. I'm going to come to you, Johnny, for this because we know your love affair for LA Knight. What did you oh, think yeah. of this? And <laughs> was it not was it good that the spotlight felt really on LA Knight for this? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think if you look at the review on the Snapbacks and Beards TikTok, which go check that out, guys. Um, Elliot Knight really does feel like a main eventer. You know, it doesn't feel like he's just there for a short period of time. It feels like, nope, he is one of the top guys on SmackDown now. And teaming with John Cena, who I can't imagine they would team him with anyone unless it was someone who they wanted to do something with. So I think it was a good a good match here for him, the way the Cena couldn't quite get to the, the other side and he was getting battered and beaten up and the fans were getting more and more wanting of LA Knight because of this. And then when he eventually does get the tag, you hear the reaction, the hot tag, the hottest of hot tags he could do. And it was a, a great way to show that, yeah, he is um, one of the top guys. You don't get a reaction like that if you're just some random uh, guy in the lower card on the roster. Sometimes you do, but then Ellie Knight, I guess, used to be that a year ago, maybe. But I'm just so happy to see the reaction he's getting. And Jimmy Uso takes the pin. As I said, he'll probably go to fight Solo Sokoa. And then if he beats him, then he'll get Roman at Crown Jewel, quite likely. So that's probably how they're going to go with it. Jimmy Uso gets the pin, even though he tries to be the tribal chief, but he's nowhere near Roman's level, as he's trying really hard to be, but he just... Jimmy, just stop it. Like, you aren't him. And Paul Heyman, even though he's just like, Jimmy, just like, you can't do this. Just stop it. Like, <laughs> he looks fed up with trying to teach Jimmy, like, look, <laughs> it's not your decision to make, right? <laughs> just. <laughs> but, it's, um, uh, it's, yeah, it's Rhea's it decision by all accounts. Yeah, acknowledge her. It is Rhea's decision. Yeah. I've been doing that for years, Johnny. That's not. A, <laughs> no, I, was, yeah. I was the original. <laughs> Acknowledger of Rhea Ripley. Can we just um Yeah. Um Jay, what did you And also this? one and quick thing as well, LA Knight's uh, run this year. One quick thing, this LA Knight's run this year, people can talk about talent getting buried. I think he's only been pinned uh, being pinned twice clean this year. So wow. anyone who maybe thinks that he's not yeah. getting to it and seriously, like maybe I was having doubts yeah. at one point because I'm used to this with WWE, but He's son of role, like really, like he's beaten everyone. So he's yeah. on a very good run right now. Yeah. yeah. Jay, what do you think? So I really, really hyped this match up, and it was great that the I think the mat I think the match did what it needed to do. I think it put the spotlight on LA Knight and it was i i'm looking at it as that it was a now i've thought about it a bit more that it was a a filler match to get la, LA knight to the point where he needs to be to be able to face roman um the match itself i didn't really enjoy if i'm being totally honest i saw the bloodline were in this i saw that la knight and cena were in this but to me it just felt like 10 to 15 minutes of cena just laying on the mat getting beaten and then la knight coming in and picking up the win which like i say the match did what it intended to do but i would have just liked to see a bit more tagging between knight and cena and like a bit more of everyone involved for the whole duration um so yeah i it it under-delivered for me, but I can imagine there are people out there that did enjoy it and that thought it was a good match, but it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Um, I do think LA Knight goes on to face Roman Reigns, and I'm I'm really behind LA Knight as well, but I think if he wants to stand a chance of beating Roman, he does need to find a new finisher. I don't think the, the BFT does it. 
You know that no one's tapped, kicked yeah. out of that yet. I know, I know. I just, I it just, it looks a bit awkward. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like an RKO, but like from standing up and just like mm. pushing. And, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I do agree. I think it was, it was nice in a way that this was almost backwards in the sense of a lot of John Cena tag matches we've seen recently or over the last few years where Cena's partner takes a lot of the a lot of the punishment. Cena gets the hot mm. tag, comes in, you know, does his best hits and uh, and gets the win. Actually it was the other way around this time. Um which shows what they think of LA Knight, I suppose. Um where I suppose we've, we've sort of spoke about where where Knight goes and where the rest of the bloodline go from this. Where does Cena go from this? Are we expecting him to be around for a little bit longer and to do something else? Like, what do you? What are we thinking for this? Well, what? I know that they were talking about Cena fighting Cody Rhodes at some point, which you know. They'll need an opponent for Crown Jewel, probably for the tag titles. But you know, I mean, Cena. I know he's on SmackDown, but Cena can do what he wants, right? So, I mean, if he wants to challenge yeah. Cody Rhodes, they're both on NXT this week. I mean, I guess they could do that. I don't want him to fight Roman Reigns. He's already done that twice. We don't need that again. Maybe he has a match with Solo or something, so then he's not distracted. So LA Knight's not distracted by him when he fights Reigns. Um, something like that. Um, but I think he's got a match in him for Crown Jewel. Jay, what are you thinking? I, I think we get Cena solo at Crown Jewel. I think that's the match that we get. Uh, yeah, like you say, yeah. LA Knight's going to be uh, probably occupied with Roman. Because um, Crown Jewel want, want the big matches and... That LA Knight versus Ro- LA Knight's like the hottest superstar probably on the planet right now. Like he's so over, he's so white hot. So who who else could go against Roman Roman Reigns that would would top that right now? Probably no one. Um, bar Edge making some or Adam Copeland making some miraculous comeback in in Saudi Arabia, but. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's Cena solo at Crown Jewel is what I would go for anyway. Yeah, that makes makes the most sense, doesn't it? Um, so were we sports entertained with this match, Johnny? Well, it did what it needed to do. Um, I thought was the match was okay, but I was entertained by the way the booked LA night. Yeah. If if LA Knight wasn't in the match, I, I would say no. But just because he is entertaining in anything he does, I, I will say yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was. Where oh, I was sorry, going. I will say I will say <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, ag- agreed. I would. Um, I would also go along. Go along with that. Uh, so one thing I want to do as well, just quickly, is Pat McAfee yes, doing his thing before the match. Now, I love Pat McAfee. Yeah, I really do. But. He did exactly the same thing as John Cena did at Money in the Bank and going, oh, Indianapolis deserves a WrestleMania. Now, I don't know. I'm not from there, but I don't really think the crowd were that particularly like electric like London. Um, I'm sure for WrestleMania there would be, but it's like 
were they really <laughs> the city that leads to WrestleMania? Any town would pop like that if you mentioned WrestleMania in their city. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Indianapolis can come after London gets a mania. That's that's fine. We want one first. So let's uh, let's roll on to the main event. Last man standing, Seth freaking Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Jay freaking E. Talk us through this. What did you think? See, and this is a funny one because I've only just realised, obviously, Seth's my boy, but I'm actually wearing a Shinsuke top. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought this this was the, the match of the night. This was um, not just because Seth's in it, but... I love it whenever there's a match and weapons are involved and things get a little bit extreme. And there were some decent spots in there. Uh, Shinsuke with the mist again to Seth from the top of the ladder through the announce table, I thought was great. Uh, the Falcon Arrow towards the end that ended up helping Seth retain. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Shin had a lot of the upper hand in this match. And I know, again, we spoke off air um, at Backlash in Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny took the Falcon Arrow through a table and then ended up winning. But a guy who's been wrestling for as long as Shinsuke Nakamura has takes that same move and then can't get up to the count of 10 from it. Well, after the stomp as well, but you could like, like we said off air as well, you could argue that Shin went through more and endured more before the point of taking the Falcon Arrow. Um, But no, I really, really enjoyed this match. Um, Not just because Seth was in it, but I like a last. I like a match with a stipulation, a last man standing match. Um, and I don't know if you caught as well, but they said on just uh, maybe as this match was starting that Seth hasn't been pinned clean since the beginning of January. So I'm wondering if they're going to try and go a year uh, for oh, that okay. as well. But yeah, I really enjoyed the match. Yeah. I thought it was great. Cool, Johnny. What did you think? Yeah, I love myself a last man standing match. Always a lot of entertainment from them. Um, I think if you watch the way Shinsuke batters Rollins the whole match, for him not to win just seems like, I mean, you knew it was coming. As I mentioned in a video, Michael Cole doing, oh, Seth's finally, sorry, uh, Shinsuke's finally going to win a world title in WWE. And you know fine well that that's not going to happen when he says that. And it just, it's like Nakamura does everything that he can. He batters the guy who is supposedly injured and he can't, take him down. That shows how good Rollins is, you know, obviously it shows what he can do, but I just feel like if, if you can't beat him in this match, there's no point Nakamura trying to fight him again, because if he can't beat him here, he's not going to beat him in anything. So he has to move on from this now for something else. I don't know what, but I feel like you've literally pushed him to the limit and he's still not enough to do it. So a great match. Um, I expected Rollins to win. I did say Nakamura, but I was kind of hopeful. Um, but I think in hindsight, Rollins winning, of course, it was going to happen. And I'm fine with that. You know, I think he's going to have a decent length title reign. But I just think there were some things where, like, that should have ended the match at this point. It should have ended there, and they just kept going. And I'm not always a big fan of false finishes when I don't feel like the need to be there. Um, but you can't not be entertained by a match like that. Yeah. What one thing that I've seen seen on the you know with the internet wrestling community and online and stuff like that is there was obviously the spot where um Rollins 
fell on the uh, onto the mattress, onto the crash pad. Now, I mean, I don't know what people expect that he was going to fall like 10, 12 feet onto concrete. Um, obviously, it was the you know the the crash pad wasn't hidden very well and wasn't you know that's not Steph's fault. You know that's on the production crew or ever, but. I don't really understand why people are complaining about that because I don't think there's any sane performer in the world that's going to drop 10, 12 feet onto pure concrete, really. Like, he's, still up, he's still up to fall, didn't he? Yeah, like, I don't I don't understand why, why that get. Like I say, the, the placement and the, the cover-up of the crash pad wasn't very good and didn't look great, but... It was always going to be there. Was always going to be something there when that spot happens. I, I'm not sure why people are, are hating on that spot particularly. Um, you know, we, we spoke. Obviously, you know, we were in the in the chat about my feelings on the on the Falcon Arrow being being the ending. But it does make sense that Nakamura did take a lot of punishment. Um, so my question, or my final question, penultimate question, should I say? What's next for both of these? Who's the next challenger for Seth? And where does Nakamura go now? Jay. So, so I think, sadly, I think the sun has set on Shinsuke Nakamura being a world champion in WWE. Um, I don't think it happens now, unfortunately. Uh, I think he probably slides back down to the mid card. Maybe he goes for... To Gunther because Shin's been IC champion. Obviously, I don't. I don't think he'll beat Gunther. Uh, maybe he goes there. Um, before they won the tag belts, I thought that Drew was probably going to go after Cody and Jay because um, he seems to have a bit of a problem with them at the moment. But he, his heel turn is literally imminent. So maybe he's next for Seth, or maybe they want a someone comfortable maybe a, a Miz steps back up into that picture again uh with Damian Priest still looming with the briefcase um but also Mr Phil Brooks he's gonna yeah. be he's mm. he's gonna be hanging around he's gonna be hanging around so I wouldn't be surprised if it was him as well yeah I, I Johnny still, what do you think the CM Punk situation I still feel like is gonna be a WrestleMania opponent for Rollins it has to the way the storyline that's ready to be done there it just has to be done at the biggest stage for me and i think it will be at wrestlemania um but i think drew mcintyre is probably next for seth rollins yeah he'll, he'll drew i think makes the most sense yeah i think had situations not happened with drew mcintyre's former tag team partner i might not be saying that but i mean he's you know he's a dominant force and he you know i just think like it's uh, important for him if he's really yeah. believable as a top heel to be in a world title match. So I think Seth Rollins probably will fight a match crown jewel. Nakamura, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, go for the IC title again, maybe. Um, because I guess once you lose in the world title picture, the next logical step, I guess, is the IC belt. Uh, but again, they're both heels, aren't they? So I wouldn't know how Gunter and um, Shinsuke would have that work. But I just, yeah, it's been, as far as Seth Rollins is concerned, I'm more confident where that's going to go uh, with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. 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 So I think I know the answer to this, but were we sports entertained with this match? 
Not in the slightest. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very yeah. much so. And also, I don't know if you noticed, Stu, but uh, people compare AEW and WWE quite a lot, right? So they had a Texas death match recently, which is the last man standing match. WWE then go, let's have a last man standing match at Payback. So I just wonder yeah. if uh, they were watching what they were doing and going, hey, let's, let's, let's do that, but pretend that we don't yeah. watch what they do. <laughs> and so... That leads me quite nicely onto another subject that I had. But before I get onto that, overall, were we sports entertained by Fastlane? Yes. Jay? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was. The weakest show of the of this year for me, but still, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I'd go back and watch it again, but I mean, yeah, it was all right, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think in a in a way, I guess that shows kind of how we how fans as fans we've been treated over the last nine ten months. With if we'd had this pay per view or PLE last year, we'd have gone, yeah, you know, it was it was fine. That was that was all right. We've had so many good ones over the last ten months that you know this is probably the bottom of the pile by a long way when actually it wasn't a, a horrible pay-per-view it wasn't awful but it it was lacking a lot compared to what we have seen um mm. absolutely yeah. here's a uh here's a question for you boys quickly just before <laughs> sorry to interrupt you Stu, just before we move yeah, on yeah, what do on. you think wwe wise what do you think has been the best pay-per-view so far this year I think, for personally, for the pure cinema, it has to be Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed Money in the Bank. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, I'll look through through rose tinted glasses. If I was if it was at Money in the Bank, I probably would have said differently. But um, it was a very good show. I mean, but I think. I don't know. Backlash, like Puerto Rico fans have been starved of wrestling for a long time. And I think like the atmosphere really made up for that. Mm. So I'm going to go say yeah. backlash. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, it's difficult, you know, the, the final or the, um, the actual proper implosion of the bloodline or, you know, the, the first mini implosion of the bloodline. Quite possibly, with um, with Jay sort of, sort of no, with Jimmy. Sorry, super kicking reins. That's like just that final image for me. Was pretty yeah. um, mm -hmm. pretty good. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. That's a really really hard one. Actually, I might mm. have to. Might have to have a think, but yeah, there, there's there's definitely like standout moments from all that I can kind of um, kind of think. Um, I mean, the Rumble. I was a big fan of the Rumble this year. Yeah, for yeah. many reasons, but <coughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So... I can't, can't possibly imagine why. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. 
It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So yeah, to to segue to segue off from WWE and to hop over hop over to AEW, we obviously saw a uh, a debut in AEW at Wrestle Dream. We saw Adam Copeland, aka Edge, or formerly known as Edge, make his debut. What are we thinking? of this jay i'm going to come to you first because i know how much of an edge hedge you were or are so what do you think i mean the guy can do whatever he wants he can do absolutely whatever he wants he doesn't owe us anything but i would have at least liked a goodbye on tv just to be i know he did it off air but a lot of people are never going to see that. Um, I would have liked that. However, I do also realise and appreciate that that might have been out of his control to be able to do that. Um, I read his uh, Instagram post, which, by the way, Edge Adam, ch- change your change your Instagram name. It's still Edge Rated R. Um, change it to Adam. Like <laughs> you can't. If you've gone to the other side, you can't be doing that, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think do you know what? And I'll go on record and say this now. I think it would be more of a shock if CM Punk was to re-sign with WWE and come out than Edge going to AEW because his his best mate's there. He's gone to see out his days with his best mate. Um, obviously, he tries to get the reuniting going on, and Christian Cage says, "Fuck you!" And I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was so good. Um, but no, um, obviously, I'm a fan of Edge, and I'm a fan of Edge in WWE. But I'm also a fan of Adam Copeland. So, whether I like it or not, the dude can do whatever he wants. And if he's happy over there, then go and be happy over there. There's some dream matches waiting to happen. He's obviously listed them off himself. Kenny Omega, John Moxley, et cetera, et cetera. There's some really, really good matches to be had there. So I noticed he said a dream match was against Brian Danielson. And I was like, do you not remember WrestleMania? Edge? Like, do you, do you literally <laughs> yeah. not remember the main event of WrestleMania? Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, he... Um, I wasn't okay with it, but the more I think about it, like, yeah, like he doesn't owe us anything. He can go and do what he wants to do. I can understand fully why he's gone to go and do it. And if he's happy, then crack on. My fiance, on the other hand, is still absolutely fuming. I've seen that, day. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, again, if he's happy to do that, I just. I don't want to be one of those conspiracy theory guys. I just wonder if there's something going on that he's not explaining to us, which is why he left. And he doesn't have to tell anybody anything. He said they've grown apart. Um, I've maintained over the years, I don't really think Triple H liked Edge that much, going back to his uh, in-ring career. I always feel like there's a reason why they were on separate shows. And whenever Triple H was on the same show as Edge, Triple H always had the more important storyline. That's just me. Uh, speculating but i don't think triple h is that bothered about edge leaving as much as he might be a bit disappointed that they did it this way he'll say he's not you know but he loves wrestling right 
wrestling is all that matters to him. So in AEW, if he can get fantasy matches there, that's uh, that's the place for him to go. I think it also shows that not everyone is a WWE lifer like we think they are. Mm. So okay. if Edge is prepared, of all people, like of all people to leave WWE, anyone can go to yeah. AEW. If Edge is prepared to do it, who's like devoted his life to being a WWE superstar. Someone like Randy and John Cena, I think, are sports entertainers. I don't think they're wrestlers. I think there's a difference there, and I think that's why they would never leave. But, again, I never thought I'd see Edge leave WWE. So, anything well, like, can happen, yeah. I guess. I will say quickly as well, when Tony Khan said that um, Edge was uh, going to be uh, full-time on AEW and wrestle regular matches, it looked like that was the first time that Edge had heard that information. And like he was almost like this. This isn't what we agreed. When you, if you go back and look at his face, it looks like that is not what they agreed at all. So, be interesting to see what happens. There. He's tied him down now. He's he's got that contract yeah. now. He's just gonna. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. one thing I will say, obviously, go and work with Uncle Jay, and as I said, I think that's really nice. But mm. if you're going to start yeah. working with anyone, Christian is the man to start with. And when you consider the current storyline that uh, Christian's character is uh, talking about people's fathers and the fact that Edge has never even seen a picture of his dad, there is a storyline for Christian to just yeah. be the next, the biggest level <laughs> asshole on the planet, being like, you know, your dad knew you were going to be a narcissistic, egotistical loser before you were even born, so he left. You know, there's a storyline right there. He's going to go for it, isn't he? He's just going to go for it. He's going to go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, the difference is they've all had father figures. You even haven't even had one. And I think the storyline could be, you know, you just can't stand the fact that I am on the best run of my career, talked about more than you, and you had to come over here to take all the attention away from me. And there's the storyline right there that they'll probably go for. And then Christian will realise when Edge does beat him or something, be like, look, I'm sorry about all this. And then, you know, they do get back together and team up again against the well, hardy I, boys. I was going to <laughs> I was going to say yeah. despite everything will we see one final edge and christian run before they both retire yes yeah absolutely yeah, i think i yeah. i think that's almost how they retire is together maybe they announce it on the same day and they both just ride off yeah. into the sunset together but um, I can see somewhere down the line AEW having like a pay-per-view or something called like Nostalgia, where they've just nicked all these old <laughs> WWE guys and you've got like Sting versus Chris Jericho and like the Hardys versus Edge and Christian and yeah, yes. just, just shit like that. Yeah. But what I don't want to see is that in a ladder match because that won't be nice to watch. Mm-mm. No, right? no, no. It's, we don't need a tag it's... match or something, but... Yes, <laughs> because yeah. you yeah. know full well that if they did that ladder match, Tony Khan would be like, "Jeff, you're okay with hanging from the middle of the ring and like edge spearing you from the top of a ladder, aren't you?" Like, I know you've done that before, <laughs> so you're you're full with that happening, right? Yeah, it's fine. You're yes. okay. Yeah, yeah. We we um, we don't. If he's on AW every week, I am very much looking forward to that because I would love to see a lot of the matches that he's got. I mean. Edge against Sting. I know it stings in his 60s, but make it happen soon because I would like to see that. And the fact they've never had a match together, never had a match with Samojo, never had a match with, you know, uh, Kenny Omega, MGF, and those people. Get the, you know, have them, have those matches. I'd like to see that. 
Absolutely yeah. agreed. Absolutely agreed. <laughs> so, as we are coming to wrap up the end of this episode, there are two more formalities we need to get out of the way. Um, Johnny, as you uh, didn't fare particularly well on the uh, predictions mm. with a uh, not one a out great of five, one, out of five. one out of five. Mm. Um, Jay, I believe you said you had a punishment for Johnny. So could you reveal that now, please? Oh, I certainly can. Oh dear. <laughs> what I would like to see uploaded to the Snapbacks and Beards channel. I already know what he's going to say. I would like you to find Seth Frickin' Rollins' theme tune and woe your heart out. Arms mm. and all. Everything. Yes. I want to see the full <laughs> shebang. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming and Stu got to see it now, but everyone can see it. Wonderful. <laughs> all right, then. Fine. That we'll is what I would that. like, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. I'll, uh, I'll make it very special. Thank you. <laughs> so, and um, so finally, and also, Jay, I think you also said you had the tweet, didn't you? Did you have the tweet you wanted me to send this time? I mean, if if you guys are fine with me, obviously, I've just picked Johnny's uh, forfeit. If if you guys are fine, unless with me Johnny, you can think of well. someone, someone uh, to do the tweet. Had any time to, I've not time to prepare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, Oh, I know. I know. Stuart. Go for it. So, are we going to tweet our good pal, Wardlow? <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to tweet our good pal, Wardlow. Yes. Yep. Am I, am, yeah. I, am I about to log off? No, I think you might like <laughs> what I'm going to say. This might lead to you getting blocked by him as well, so... Um, yes. <laughs> so, dear Wardlow... Stop trying to be Jeff Hardy because you could never be him. Yes. I love it. <laughs> also, your theme song sucked. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that bit because that's just going to get recorded or something. Just keep it. <laughs> oh. Dear Wardlow. Dear, dear at real Wardlow, stop trying to be Jeff Hardy. You could never be him. XOXO. Correct. Oh. It's I been sent. Wardlow mentioned you in a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. And then... <laughs> if there's a knock at my door over the next 24 hours, I am not answering it. There's a big thump the, um... at the door. <laughs> this is the what you call it, the um, Conor McGregor tweet being, who the fuck is this guy? So, unless you boys have got anything else to add, um, we've come to the end of this recap episode. Jay, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on TikTok at JE Wrestle Talk, where I post all my daily wrestling content. And I've actually just uh, yesterday, so Sunday, I hit uh, a year on TikTok. Uh, so I've officially posted at least one video every day for a year, which uh, I'm, I'm quite proud of. So, yeah, you can find me over on TikTok at JE Wrestle Talk. 
Wonderful stuff. Johnny, where can we find you? You can find me on TikTok at Johnny Goldsmith, G-O-N-N-Y. A lot of people spell my name incorrectly. Um, and then also Johnny underscore Goldsmith underscore on Instagram. But uh, TikTok is where you'll find me the most active. So just help me get the 20K by, well, whenever. Just <laughs> help me get the 20K <laughs> at this point. I haven't got a target time. <laughs> so please help ASAP. me with that. <laughs> yes. Perfect. And you can find me on Instagram, that wrestling gram, but my main social is my TikTok, that wrestling guy at TWG1991. You can also find us as a collective with um, Johnny posting some brilliant stuff about the Young Bucks and um, mm -hmm. dancing like Seth Rollins um, on our TikTok at Snapbacks and Beards. As always, boys, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Everyone listening, thank you for joining us. And we will catch you very, very soon.